this is my first year um, coming to Inacol, and it has been eye-opening. It has been engaging. It's been enlightening. And I feel that I'm going to be a better educator as a result of attending this conference. I'm learning so much that's going to help me with my job. And I can't wait to get back to my district and to be able to share what I've learned and how we can improve what we are doing for students. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. Since its creation in 2003, INACOL, the International Association for K-12 Online Learning, has evolved into a leading voice around online, blended, and competency education. And every year, it holds an annual symposium for those interested in advancing powerful, personalized, learner-centered experiences, as well as those interested in really shaping the future of K-12 education. So our team was lucky enough to attend the 2016 symposium and coordinate the Voices Hub, where we recorded attendees' thoughts on education for the podcast. Knowing that there are so many professional development opportunities out there to choose from, we decided to take an impromptu poll to find out why these attendees chose the symposium in particular, what they feel sets this event apart from others, and what their takeaways were. Our opening quote was from Dr. Shelley Schlosser, who is the non-traditional programs coordinator at Aquafria Union High School District in Avondale, Arizona. Shelley was a first-time symposium attendee. Next up, you'll hear from a few veterans of the symposium. Jesse Moyer, Director of State Advocacy and Research for KnowledgeWorks, Eric Nentrup, Director of K-12 Solutions for Alma, and Betsy Hardy of Cattaraugus Allegheny Boses had the following to say about why they attend and what they're taking from this year's experience. So for me, it's it's the symposium itself. This is the fourth year um, that I've been to a symposium. The first one I went to was, was four years ago. And it, the size of the event and the scope of the event has has it's off the charts. It's huge, right? So the amount of people that come together um, and the amount of people that are interested in this work is so encouraging, right? That's another thing that just keeps you moving forward and keeps you, keeps putting keeps you putting one foot in front of the other uh, because systems change work is not easy. It's not fast, right. but being energized by thirty five hundred people or thirty six hundred people in one place that's pretty cool. The thing that I'm excited about every time I come to Inacol, regardless of what brings me here, is um, the kind of conversations that you're privy to here that you can't have elsewhere uh, or that don't happen as easily or frequently at other events um, nationally or in your state or regional events that are centered around a particular school model or education model or uh, maybe more role-specific or departmentally specific, like a tech conference versus a curriculum conference. Um, You get a really nice blend across departments here from some of the most forward-thinking people that I've run into in education. and. I think that folks who are coming here specifically to look for for tactical supports to to launch an online program or to supplement one that they they launched recently discover so much more Um, once they start having conversations with folks in one of the sessions where the presenter is doing exactly what is practicing what we preach, which is to get away from uh, you know the passive sort of information exchange, but to, to to thoroughly emphasize the conversation. This is my fifth year coming to INACL. I love it. Every year I take something back and improve our program in some way because it's a new idea, a new um, success story that I've heard from another um, school district. Um, Being able to go and visit these school districts and then actually see it in action and bring it back to my districts is very exciting. So every year I 
I gain something more and I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Next, a few more symposium veterans speak about how they've seen the symposium grow over the years, including Michael Golden, CEO of Educurious, Barbara Bray, co-founder of Personalized Learning, LLC, Kira Keen, a partner at the Learning Accelerator, and John Dean, member of the education team at Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. How many symposiums have you been to? Is this Gosh, your uh, six, six, six or seven? Nice. So you've seen the progression of the symposium. Yeah. Can you tell me from this year, what is the one takeaway that you have? What's something that sticks out in your mind? Maybe a presentation you saw or just an idea that you heard that you're going to take back with you? There are a few things that really struck me. Yeah. Uh, I love that Susan Patrick called for innovation for equity and that that's one of the themes of the conference that this is about all all young people all educators the whole system all has to be succeed has to the whole system has to succeed with equity in mind and that that gets right at the purpose and and uh, mechanism called personalized learning it's exciting to see because of the progress over time how many of the attendees here have already made progress. And so we're not starting from the same place we were six years ago when I attended the first INACOL symposium. Because of that, they're great shared practices and people don't have to reinvent. And yet they're things we haven't solved and innovation is still required. And the thing that's so exciting is seeing the collaboration across different types of school districts and organizations, seeing the collaboration on the vendor side and the supplier side, seeing and hearing about the ESSA rules and how things will be different from a federal implementation and state uh, uh, regulation point of view. And putting all those pieces together saying we continually can make progress towards that innovation for equity. And we don't have to start from scratch and people don't have to be doing this work alone. I came here two, two, years, uh, yeah, two years ago and personalized learning was not a big, you know, there was about blended learning and online learning and competency-based and the term personalized learning really wasn't a catch-all phrase, it's all over in this in this uh, year. It's really exciting to yeah. see what people are doing. Well, I have to say what really struck me um, this year at iNACOL, um, I think my first iNACOL was about four years ago, and, and my work at the Learning Accelerator, or part of my work, is to help school districts think about communications and how to, how to really create communications plan and be really mindful about communications as they're innovating, whether it's around blended learning, personalized learning, competency-based learning. Mm -hmm. And that first year when I came here, there were no uh, sessions or workshops, perhaps there was one, um, and around communications and, and helping districts think about um, what it means to effectively message around your programs, identify your audiences, and on my way over here, I was counting in the workshop today, there's eight or nine different sessions, you know, either uh, focused on branding, focused on marketing. Um, we ourselves did a session that kind of walked districts through how to create a communications plan. And I'm just really heartened by the fact that there's growing appreciation for how important communications is. You know, th this uh, this event is, is amazing just to see the breadth of the number of people who are here covering so many areas of, of the field and the, the growth of the last couple of years of the innovative models that we're seeing, the 
the um, breadth of organizations that are really uh, figuring out how to help schools redesign and think what they're what they're driving towards with their models is just really exciting for us. Um, an important part of the work iNACOL does is around education policy. Their team conducts research, assesses policy barriers, issues briefs, creates annual policy frameworks, and develops advocacy plans to support new learning models and remove barriers to educational innovation. And at this 2016 event, they included a policy meetup in the Voices Hub where state leaders attending the symposium were invited to come and connect with iNACL's Center for Policy Advocacy team. After the meetup, we asked Representative Robert Bainane, Chair of Indiana House Education Committee, to share why he was attending and what he found helpful so far in the symposium's workshops and breakout sessions. I'm very interested in competency-based learning. In fact, we, uh, my staff and I, and have been working with a number of superintendents to try to think of ways in the state that we can incentivize moving more of our schools and school districts into looking at competency-based or personalized learning as opposed to kind of industrial model that we have in place today. So I'm very interested. You have an unbelievable list of breakouts that you could spend time looking at. Many of them are probably more technical than what I need, but at the same time, I, it's something I'm very interested in. And also, I would look, um, we're in the process of redesigning our assessment system. So how can I create um, or develop an assessment system that would work together with competency-based type of a system so that we can kind of not have a punitive type system that uh, but allows teachers to give an assessment when the student's ready for it rather than a specific timeline when the state says it has to be given. I've been to a policy breakout talking about how uh, state policymakers and, and state agencies can incentivize. Uh, it's not something that we can mandate and say, I, I suppose you can mandate, but that's not really a very effective tool to use. And look at some of the tools that are out there for us to try to provide a nudging on school districts to be more creative, to look outside the box, to not do things the way we've always done it, but try to do, look at, you know, what does the future hold and how we can, how can we put that together? I think probably the thing that is helpful with coming conferences like this, as well as like National Association of uh, National Conference State Legislators, is finding what other states are doing. Um, we really shouldn't have to. There's 50 states. There's a lot of innovation out there. Um, a lot of creativity in Americans. Can, can we uh, come together, come together with a group like this and look at all of the opportunities out there? And, and you know, they may not all be great for one state. Uh, I'm sure they're not. But pulling the best practices together, I think, are really the value of coming together like this and all, the, all of the knowledge that you bring together at one point. Coming to this, this uh, conference makes a lot of sense. And frankly, like I said earlier, I have been, my staff, in fact, I made a phone call this morning, I said to my LA military assistant and one of my assistant policy director works with me, I said, you guys would love this place because there's so much out here about competency-based personalized learning because what we've been trying to do as much as we can research, trying to bring together, you know, ideas that we can share with people in the field, like superintendents, and hey, this is something you could be doing. We actually had, uh, with this group of superintendents, uh, brought together, I brought to had Carla Phillips from the Foundation for Excellence, who, who you guys know, I'm sure, who, who did a, a, a webinar on competency-based education because it's just something I think 
it's not for everybody. It, it, I don't think it should be something the state mandates has to be done, yeah. but I think it needs to be innovation. We need to be encouraging to, and and once you start seeing the excitement that it creates in people and in t- students. I think I have more people that say, hey, this is really the way we should be going rather than this kind of industrial model that we struggle with and, you know, constantly having teachers that are not necessarily happy, students that are necessarily happy. We just need to do more to move student learning forward. Well, your staff are welcome to join us. Thanks, Sierra. We may take this opportunity to extend an invitation. We'd love to have them. Yeah, they would love to be here. Like I said, there's no question. It was just like, it's almost like being in a candy shop, I think. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, and today we're sharing what ed leaders at the INA Cole Symposium said about why they attend this annual event. Last year, our team was also lucky enough to capture the Student Voices keynote, where a group of diverse students shared how they reimagined and personalized their own educations to overcome barriers and succeed. Listen to their amazing stories and experiences in Season 2, Episode 18, the podcast titled The Voices of Tomorrow's Leaders. This podcast is being brought to you by the International Association for K-12 Online Learning, or INACOL, a nonprofit organization with the mission to catalyze the transformation of K-12 education policy and practice to advance powerful, personalized, learner-centered experiences through competency-based, blended, and online learning. INACOL's annual symposium gathers more than 3,500 experts and educational leaders exploring the cutting edge of next-generation learning in K-12 education, both in the United States and around the world. Attendees find invaluable networking opportunities, access to expertise, analysis, and the latest trends in research, and thought-provoking interactive sessions for leaders shaping the future of education. So let's continue to listen to symposium attendees share their thoughts. We've heard from several thought leaders so far, but let's take it back to the classroom and hear from a few folks who are in schools working one-on-one with today's students. First up is Justin Thompson, Associate Principal at Red Oak ISD in Red Oak, Texas. Then we'll hear from Terrence Davis, who's part of the Hayward Leadership Public Schools and is currently a school founder in residence at Innovative Public Schools. He's helping to build a new school that will potentially open in the San Francisco Bayview area. And Lindsay Smith, Assistant Principal at Bonaire Elementary, part of the Kokomo Schools Corporation in Indiana. Uh, I think where our district is is a different place than a lot of the schools that we've been around here at the symposium. Um, we're in our third or fourth year of our personalized learning pilot. Um, we call it our Red Oak Classroom Revolution, and we've been working on that uh, for several years now and seeing um, all the progress we've made from the first time we came to the symposium to, uh, through now, it's, it's a whole lot of progress. And then seeing there's still schools that are advanced and be up above us uh, and gives us something to strive for, but lets us know we're moving in the right direction. I came here, I was uh, on the suggestion of one of my um, colleagues, and I, again, thinking about building a school from scratch, I definitely have heard a lot about personalized learning, master-based um, education, um, and so I came here to kind of see what that looks like and see it in a bigger picture, um, and this has been, like, almost overwhelming with so much information and going to yeah. workshops, I feel like I've just, like, been running to try to get to different places, um, but it's been just, like, a great experience of just, like, seeing what people are doing, the work that everyone's um, being able to accomplish, um, just even, like, in the talking during the lunch sessions, they're just, like, really interesting people from across the country, across the world that are doing like amazing things for kids. I've learned a lot at this symposium. I've, this is my first time, so I've really enjoyed it, but um, I've learned a lot about 
the importance of really helping um, one of our sessions, one of the keynotes was talking about the importance of how everything comes together and it takes a village. You didn't use that word, but you know, I've always said that with my own kids. It takes a village to raise these two. Right, yeah. But, <laughs> but it takes a village to raise all of these all of our kids and if our community, our parents, our schools, our upper level administrators, if we're all working together, um, I think we're going to make a bigger impact and, I, and it's just kind of spurred on some ideas that I've had and been thinking about and really trying to put those together. I think when I get back is one of my goals. Thanks so much to all of the education leaders who shared their thoughts with us at the symposium for this podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsor and partner, Ine Cole, for all of the amazing work they do to help transform learning. Be sure to attend this year's symposium, October 23rd through the 25th, at the Swan and Dolphin Resort in Orlando, Florida. And as always, thanks to Andrew Luck for mixing everything together. Check out the Getting Smart podcast on iTunes, where we have more than 70 podcasts around education topics ranging from design thinking to global competencies. And while you're there, subscribe and rate us. For more on all things innovations and learning, you can always visit our blog at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart podcast, this is Megan and Kat signing off.